Alright guys, welcome to another episode, bonus episode of uh, Seal Toes and Scoreboards, another Jared Solo edition, the uh, the laundromat editions, the laundromat files, whatever, whatever, just uh, man, it is an absolutely, absolutely beautiful, beautiful Sunday afternoon here in southern Indiana. My word, did the Lord give us a beautiful day or what? Jesus. Uh, anyways, just want to jump on because I got a lot to break down because uh, I like to run my big fat mouth all the time on Facebook and Twitter and uh, the podcast here. And uh, it blew everybody's mind. The few people that asked me, they're like, man, you're not buying the DAZN pay-per-view last night to see Taylor versus Serrano. And I would have. I would have got it. I could have uh, illegally watched it you know but i don't partake in that but it's just not the same watching it after it's already happened uh last night uh i drove two and a half three hours down to uh oak oak grove kentucky just right outside clarksville tennessee where i did a little work at in 2019 i took my boy down there to go watch some nwa uh power and nwa usa tapings we sat through three or four hours of tv tapings right up on the right up on the guardrail seen uh, a tremendous night and uh i think i got the claws set in my boy about pro wrestling now he's kind of a little bit you know he watches it here or there a little bit but i think i've got the uh i think i've got the claws sunk in him now they sunk into me when i was about four years old three or four they're coming into him now about 10 he watched it a little bit growing up with me but uh he he was just mesmerized just by the pageantry of it all the competition and of course, you know, when you're sitting right up on the guardrail and especially you're looking up at the ring, but especially if you're only 10 years old, that's a, that's a bigger, higher, higher look up, you know, and, uh, it, it was just like these larger than life superheroes and, and, uh, these larger than life characters and figures all in his face there. So, uh, he asked me last night if we could do it again. And for those of you that, if you know, you know, if you're from that area, you know, Hopkinsville, Kentucky to Clarksville, Tennessee is like a skip and a stone away. And Oak Grove, Kentucky to Clarksville, Tennessee is like a minute and a half. You know, Fort Campbell's right there. Uh, we crossed over into Clarksville, Tennessee. We hit up Waffle House at, you know, uh, 1230 in the morning. He ate like a champ. Of course, my fat ass ate. And then uh, we did not, in between... Clarksville, Tennessee, and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is like, what, a 5, 10, 15-minute drive, whatever. He, he was already out the whole two and a half, three hours home. So we got back home about 4 a.m. I've been bombarding my Twitter account and uh, Facebook with the pictures of the events. I did not go as a uh, quote-unquote, you know, wrestling media personality or a business guy. Everybody knows I contribute for Bodyslam.net. The guy that founded Bodyslam.net, I've been good friends with for 18 years. I just went as a father, taking his son, and I did not. I tried to watch the show not as a, not as a guy that's you know spent six months training to be a wrestler, not as a worker, uh, which I shouldn't call myself a worker, but it's always my inside joke. I'm going to call myself a worker. I spent six months taking the fucking bumps and hitting the ropes so hard, I pissed blood because I took the full brunt of the cable against my kidneys instead of my lap muscle. I've earned the right to say that I'm a worker, although I probably shouldn't. Regardless, irregardless. Uh, but I tried not to critique the show as a wrestling media guy. I tried to simply watch it as a fan and as a father. And uh, I was impressed. 
Um, I had a good time. Uh, ever since January, I really got back in the NWA. I kind of shied away from watching the NWA for a while uh, after William Patrick Corbin bought it. This isn't the same NWA from the 40s and, and on up. This isn't a bunch of umbrella promotions looking to keep Vince McMahon Sr. and Vince McMahon Jr. from controlling the wrestling world. This is a separate standalone promotion now. It's owned by William Patrick Corgan. For those of you that think that name sounds familiar but you're not sure, William Patrick Corgan is the lead vocalist and the main songwriter and guitarist for the Smashing Pumpkins. That's who owns the National Wrestling Alliance. So he's got some money. He there, There's some money behind this. But anyways, we had a great time. So because I did that, I did not get to watch the pay-per-view last night. And I don't care much about the undercard. Uh, to me, there was there was two there was two main events. Um, Shakur Stevenson taking on. Yeah, sorry, I'm drawing blank. I I I really had blinders on. I really only cared about Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Um, this is monumental for boxing. Like I'm super excited that this happened. They've been and and as you guys know, I I have spoke openly about this for I have spoke openly about this fight for uh, six, seven, eight weeks now across my Twitter account, across social media, and, and I've mentioned it many times here on many episodes for Kurt and I's podcast. This fight was going to change the way the game was. It was not just good for boxing; it was phenomenal for women's boxing. Uh, Madison Square Garden is the world's most famous arena. When you think combat sports, professional wrestling, boxing, MMA, you think of one venue and one venue alone. That's Madison Square Garden. It's the most famous arena in the world. It's earned that reputation. This is where this event needed to be held. And it's funny to me that as many times as they've tried to put this Katie Taylor versus Amanda Sariano fight together, at one point, for those of you that don't know this, and you can Google this, Inside Madison Square Garden or to the side of it, whatever, is a smaller theater room where there's smaller productions go on. It can it can probably hold like you know somewhere I, I don't know the exact figure. It's a smaller theater. Uh, for those of you local listening, this think like uh, not the Ford Center, but think like the Center, the Victory Center in Evansville. Uh, this venue could probably hold like two to five thousand people. To to think at one point somebody had suggested that they just put Taylor versus Serrano in this little theater instead of out in the garden itself is fucking crazy to me. Uh, there was twenty something thousand people jam packed in the garden last night. There was great boxing galore. Of course, you know every boxing event's got a, got you know co main events, co headliners. Uh, Shakur Stevenson taking on that. Why am I drawing a blank? I could literally just Google this. Um, if I wouldn't have to think about it, I would have said it. Uh, I actually think that one did main event because I've not seen the pay view. I think uh, Taylor vs. Serrano was the co-main event. If that's the case, that was a fucked up decision. Uh, it, it, it means nothing to people watching it, but to performers inside of a business like, like wrestling or boxing or MMA, the guy that goes on last is supposed to be the guy that goes on last. That That's the main draw. And I don't know, I did not watch the pay-per-view, obviously. I don't know where, the, but if that's the case, that's fucked up. The lady should have went on last. Um, but it's crazy to me, I know I get off track because I get so passionate about it. It's crazy to me that they, at some point in the discussion of this, they, they actually thought that they should put the ladies out in the little theater instead of in the garden. And I'm telling you right now, from the clips, I've 20, 20 motherfucking thousand people was into this son of a bitch left and right. Uh... 
you know, Katie Taylor's undefeated. Obviously, she won last night by split decision. Uh, Sardiano is a beast, dude. Like I, like I said, you know, me and Kurt talked about boxing a little bit on the podcast. I've always been a boxing fan, but I don't talk about it as much anymore because boxing's kind. It kind of was a dying art. I believe that. Now it's a little different story. It's starting the birth of MMA. I shouldn't say the birth of MMA. I mean, it, it helped, but but the the uh, the aura and the presentation of the UFC and MMA coincided with that 2003, 2004, 2005, whatever the fuck it was. I was in high school. Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin, the ultimate fighter. That's what changed it. That's what blew it wide open. That's what, you know, and now for the last 15 fucking years, 18 years, whatever, it's, I mean, MMA's blown up. It's kind of put boxing behind the scenes, and uh, it's starting to come back. They're, they're, you know, I've talked about this was going to be the fight of the, fight of the night. Definitely, hands down, it was going to be fight of the night. And I can tell you right now, without even looking at the the buy rates and everything, the ratings, seeing what everybody else is putting out there on social media, I guarantee this was fight of the night. Uh, I guarantee you this is probably going to be fight of the year. If it's not fight of the year, it will end up in the top five running for fight of the year. But to me, it's fight of the year. And, and if you go to to like boxingrec.com or ringsidenews.com, any of the boxing websites, almost all of them have schedules printed out listed on there of upcoming boxing events and, and what events are happening this year, what events are not, or what events are likely to happen, what we're going to see. Um, and, and you run down the list and there's huge fights galore, but to me, so far we can see this year, to me, there was only four fights that really mattered. There was what we just saw last weekend. There was, um, Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. There's, uh, coming up in June, there's George Cambosis versus Devin Haney. There and then coming up this year is the trilogy of all trilogies. Uh, no, again, I'm gonna say this till I die. To me, it's the trilogy of all trilogies. No offense to Ali Frazier. No offense to Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. The trilogy of all trilogies is gonna happen in September, God willing, and that's Gennady Golovkin Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez Part Three. And then last. And then, and then there was this one. And then you could argue in what rounds out the top five. But I'm not disappointed that Amanda Soriano lost. Like I said, she's she's uh, she's held like seven world championships across nine weight classes, or she's held nine world championships across seven weight. However the fuck you want to say it, um, she's a beast. You know, she's she's been at this a while. Um, I I like to say that I didn't have a dog in this fight, and maybe I didn't. I wanted to see Amanda Soriano win this fight. There's not a doubt in my mind that that was who I wanted. But at the end of the day, I can't be unhappy with the decision because we're all winners. They, If you Google anything about this fight, Google the backstory, which I've talked about on the podcast. They have tried to put this together for a few years now. It's the fight that everybody wants to see. Number one and number two ranked pound-for-pound women, not only in the division, but arguably in the world. Pound-for-pound, these two ladies together, it's money. These women earn seven figures. 
That's not happened before in female boxing. To the best of my knowledge, that both fighters are earning seven-figure deals out of this fight. That was how much money and promotion and hype went in. And what do you expect? You have the best hype man in boxing. You know, I think Eddie Hearn is a dick. I think Eddie Hearn is a douchebag. Um, but at the end of the day, he he's arguably the best in the business at at, at uh, being a promoter and a manager and uh, or if you want to use a wrestling term, a booker. You know, that's what his promotions match matchroom boxing is. Eddie's an arrogant fuck, and then you know to pro- co and, and and to co promote this with a guy that I hate even more than Eddie Hearn, Jake Paul. That's right, that Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, the brothers. These these boys are getting their hands in every fucking thing. They are, if they weren't multimillionaires before YouTube, they're definitely multimillionaires now. Logan just wrestled at WrestleMania last month. That's the biggest wrestling event. And pro wrestling every year is WrestleMania. Logan was on the card wrestling in a featured match, a high profile match. And they know they've both done boxing, and now Jake's involved in this. And I, and I want to tell you something. Uh, my boss, Adam Sweet, talk about him every episode we do. Good friend of mine. We talk sports all the time. Uh, I sent Adam a clip yesterday over Facebook Messenger. Uh, so leading up to this Taylor Serrano fight, because of the hype surrounding this, Ariel Hawani, and for those of you who don't know Ariel Hawani, um, big MMA news guy, reporter guy, Ariel Hawani's a good fucking dude. A good fucking dude. He sat down at the round table with Taylor, or with Eddie Hearn and with Jake Paul. And I always shit on Jake Paul. I'll probably always shit on Jake Paul, but man, I might need to recome around that because they started that up and to borrow a wrestling term, I think these dudes were shooting. They weren't working. This wasn't fixed for TV. I'm pretty sure they were shooting. Eddie Hearn come at him with some bullshit, and Jake didn't back down. Eddie called Jake. You know, he's not a good. He's not a real boxer. He's not a real fighter. He's not a real promoter. He's a wannabe. He's an idiot. He's a loser. He's da 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 da. Just fucking throwing jabs, and Jake Paul pushed back. I mean, literally, not physically fucking pushed him. That would have ended the interview, but Jake Paul literally fucking gave it back to him. You know, watch your mouth. You know, here, here. How are you going to judge me being a boxer when I, you know, I knock the dude out in under a minute? How, how are you going to? But anyway, it's like I'm rambling at shit that you guys probably don't care about, but I'm passionate about. And once again, you know, Jared's got a podcast when he has to feel like he has to get something off his chest, and it picks up downloads, it picks up traction. I think people listen at me and Kurt just to hear us laugh, but. Especially when the title's like a solo Jared edition of something or whatever. Then it really, you know, I wish you guys could see how animated I'm being right now. I'm, I'm literally sitting in the van at the laundromat. And I've got the windows up and the AC on so nobody hears me talking and screaming like an idiot. And I got my earbuds in, recording this right here on my phone. And my hands are moving and motioning and it's just, it's hilarious. People probably think I'm an idiot. But, uh. But anyways, the fight, um, I seen the highlights, I watched the highlights, shout out DAZN, going to uh, YouTube and then ESPN, threw some clips in, I seen the highlights, and I hate to see any fight in boxing end in decision, because then you're leaving it up to, to the hands of other people. That's why you need to be a finisher, and sometimes you just can't get the finish. Um, 
But again, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I was happy with either outcome. I just really wanted to see Amanda Soriano take this victory from Katie Taylor. And it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, this was such a great fight. So many great shots. So much great footwork from both these ladies. So much good ring awareness of what was going on. And at the end of the day, I couldn't have made that decision. So I'm trusting the people that made it made the right one. And I guess, I guess I think they have. Um, I guess they have. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and, and um, criticize the judges. I'm not gonna sit here and say this. This was a good fight. Uh, Amanda Soriano has already been on social media about it. She's obviously anybody's upset after a loss, but it, it's not like Amanda's out here going, Katie's a bitch. And she, she, Amanda's like, you know what? We just couldn't basically to sum it up. Amanda was out here like, you know, we just couldn't close the deal, uh, till we meet again. And here's, here's what I'm getting at here. Here's what I'm getting at. There's going to be a rematch. I'm putting this out here right now. It might be a year from now. It might be six years from now. I don't give a fuck who's champion, who's got what belt. They Neither one of them might have a belt. But this is going to draw money regardless of championships. And I'm putting this out here in my honest opinion as a sports fan, as somebody that you know contributes for boxing and wrestling and MMA on Body Slam, as somebody that... Um, is a sports fan, has a podcast, runs a sports. In my honest fucking opinion, there's going to be a Taylor Serrano part two. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know what the stipulations will be. I don't know about the championships. I'm promising you there's going to be a rematch. So anyways, what I was talking about, um, just lost my train of thought there for a second. So I need a cigarette. But anyways, so the girls went ten rounds last night. They were two minute rounds. Um I don't know why I'm jumping back into this. Sorry, I had to go switch the laundry over, so I paused the podcast there for a second. Timer went off and now I've completely lost completely lost my train of thought here um i know we were talking damn like all right hang on i'm gonna pause this just for a second gather my thoughts here okay sorry it's just man i was in such a good rhythm and then the timer went off to go switch the laundry over the dryer and i completely lost my train of thought and then i came back so i took about a minute fired up a cigarette so let's get back into it now i was talking about the rematch and I believe there's going to be a rematch. But getting back to the fight, um, the decision, split decision. Um, some people have, you know, thrown shade. I seen when I woke up this morning at, you know, 11 o'clock after not getting home till 4 a.m. Uh, I'd seen where Jake Paul, who again, most valuable promotions, Jake Paul was promoting for Amanda Soriano. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Hearn had... You know, claim this is the greatest fight in women's boxing history, maybe one of the greatest fights in boxing history. 
Jake Paul, on the other hand, only had one word to say, and he said, quote, his tweet was just that, robbed. Be that as it may, some people are agreeing with the outcome, some people are saying that they're not agreeing with the outcome, but everybody in the land has been talking about this fight. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya was tweeting about this. Amir Khan, who's one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the fucking world. Amir Khan is a deadly son of a bitch. I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. Um... Oscar De La Hoya was commenting on this. Conor McGregor was commenting on this. Rosie Perez was commenting on this. Uh, Clarissa Shields was commenting on this. So it's it's got out there. Everybody bought into it. Everybody loved it. Some people weren't happy with the outcome of the fight. You know, you can't please everybody. But I am going to say that I I believe wholeheartedly there's going to be a rematch. And like I said, man. I don't give a shit if there's belts on the line or not. I don't care what weight class. I don't care if we've got to wait a year. I don't care if we got to wait six years. I promise you, uh, at the end of the day, sports is still a business. That's what people fail to realize. At the end of the day, sports is still a financial business. If there's money to be made, it is going to happen. And people in boxing, people in combat sports, people are smart enough to realize the amount of money behind this. I fucking be willing to bet everything in my life on there's going to be Taylor Serrano Part 2 at some point. And if that happens, there will be no split decision. There will be a clear, concise winner without question. Um... What happens for both these fighters from here? Don't know. Sky's the limit. Serrano lost the fight last night. There's no denying that. But I look at this. I look at this like pro wrestling. Sometimes a loss ain't a bad thing. There's a lot of guys that lose matches and they're going to be made fucking mega stars. You look no further. WrestleMania 13, Rosemont Horizon, Chicago, Illinois, March 1997. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I quit match. Austin lost the match, Bret won, but Austin come out the bigger star. And by that summer, he was as hot as anything. He was the hottest thing in the fucking business and only continued to skyrocket for the next five years. Um, so, sky's the limit for Amanda Soriano right now. Soriano, I mean, it just, it is. Katie Taylor, she's the champ, undisputed champ. You know? She pretty much has her picking of who she wants to fight. I mean, not in so many words, but... Uh, as far as the next big female fight coming up, I haven't looked down the rundown. To me, looking forward ahead, the next big fight is one of the big five I've been talking about this year, and that comes up... Uh, of course, Canelo's fighting next weekend. Um, who the fuck is Can- I don't remember who Canelo's fighting... I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Too lazy to Google while I'm podcasting. Uh, it's hard on here when I do the remotes from my phone because I literally have to jump screens and then that kind of throws the recorder out of whack. But Canelo's fighting next weekend. I don't really consider that a big fight, just like I didn't consider Gennady Golovkin's fight in Japan three weeks ago a big fight. Everybody's looking forward to September, God willing. Triple G, Canelo, Part 3. But um, the next big, big fight to me is George Cambosis, Devin Haney coming up in June. Uh, 
where the fuck is that going down again? That's either going down in Australia or Saudi Arabia. Australia, I think. I think it's going down in Australia. So that's that's a major thing going on. Uh, one other thing, though, I want to talk about is uh, Crawford Spence. These guys are throwing some shade at each other on Twitter here. Uh, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. It's uh, it's quite comical. Uh, I know fans want to see these guys hook up. I wouldn't personally mind to see these guys step in the ring and slug it out. Uh, but these two are throwing a little bit of shade at each other on Twitter uh, ever since the big victory last week. So uh, keep your eye on that. But uh, that's that's really all I got. I just kind of wanted to hop on and, and, and talk about the fight a little bit and... You know, everybody is is getting in on this and giving their points of view. Um, one thing I did want to mention, though, is uh, again just kind of Jake Paul, you know, lobbying for his girl. Serrano was saying that he he thought it was a draw, that they were robbed. Uh, and then, if you want more comedy, which is part of what we do, me and Kurt's the comedy act. Conor McGregor had some thoughts about Jake Paul running his mouth. So, um, and then of course that may, so, so, so do yourself a favor. If you want a couple minutes of comedy, Google Jake Paul post fight, Amanda Soriano, and then Google Jake Paul, Conor McGregor, because then they're going at each other on social media, which was hilarious to read this morning when I first woke up. But, uh,
Sorry, had a text message. Once we get past it, we'll be back to future episodes. Will we still do these mini episodes? Probably, because I like the content. We get on here, we get on the mics during the night for an hour, hour and a half, and just kind of talk about sports news, or we can talk about whatever. But once we get past it, we'll probably still keep those. They might not be every week. It might be a bi-weekly thing. Who knows? But we'll get back to our feature-length episodes where we're hopefully recording every other weekend, like we've been, like we've done for so long. Uh, the next episode we do, I don't know exactly where we are going with this right now. Uh, we've talked about doing baseball, which is kind of our bread and butter, our baseball episodes, specifically our World Series. That we've done other baseball episodes, but our World Series ones is what seems to be the most successful. Um, there's a bunch of World Series out there, Kurt and I've been talking about, uh, but it might not be a baseball episode either. It, it's just a matter. I guarantee you, it won't be a top ten list of anything or a top twenty-five. I'm, I am uh, so far done with that for a while now. It's just uh, I don't want anything to to do with it for a little bit. Um, my lord, look at that. Uh, anyways. Look like a 68 or 69. That straight pipes on it, didn't it? Look at that. That is a beautiful Ford truck. Sorry, I got distracted. Ford trucks, classics, 60s. Anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know what we got coming next. Uh, and as far as what I have, uh, there there still is multiple podcasts in the work to come out this year. There is a uh, podcast on Freemasonry with a fellow brother in Lodge. I'm looking forward to. There is going to be a relaunch of the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I don't know what happened with Wrestling Through the Eras. It, it started out good. We did our first episode. But me and the other two guys, because it was remote, uh, the, the BTA had to be in use at all times. Because these guys, one guy lived in Chicago. One guy lived outside of Chicago. One was a manager. One was an independent worker. Kind of a bigger name guy on the independent scene. Uh, we just could not seem to connect, and then we just all stopped touching base. I saved the episode. It's on the flash drive, but I went ahead and deleted the podcast. I don't know if you can even still find it anywhere or not, um, but there's going to be a relaunch of another pro wrestling podcast. I'm currently uh, looking at some people who could possibly you know, co-host with me, and then, of course, um, there will be a true crime podcast, You know, serial killer biographies, Murders, unfortunately, rapes, serial arsonists, uh, bank robberies, anything involved with crime, that's coming. That one might be a little more comedic relief or serious, just depending on who co-hosts with me. Uh, I, I would really like a female co-host. I've put feelers out to a couple of my female friends who are kind of into the Macarab like I am. We, we will see what happens with that. And then lastly, the one I'm probably most excited about is uh, with two guys in the wolf pack our group of friends you know dumb name crown raw wolf pack because we all like to drink crown and cokes but uh then we're, we're gonna start a uh, outdoors podcast it's gonna be about literally about the outdoors it's gonna be about fishing it's gonna be about hunting it's gonna be about trapping about really about coyotes all sorts of shit it's gonna be about them because they have sponsorships for their thing they have their own organization you can find them on facebook called perfect stand um they are going to get finished getting the rest of the equipment. I already have some equipment. They are going to go ahead and get some equipment to go with it. And that will be an audio and video podcast. We will record right off my equipment. 
to upload to all the audio channels, but then they're also going to buy some video equipment and it'll be uploaded straight to YouTube as well. Uh, that's probably going to kick off more in the summer. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm literally going to be, uh, balls deep in podcasts, hopefully by the end of 2022. Uh, and I, I couldn't be happier. I could not be more excited. Um, and I, and I think that's about it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a lot more, um, availability to, to do podcast work, to do research. Uh, tomorrow starts my last day at the factory. Uh, I put my two weeks in last week. Uh, we don't work Fridays at the factory. So Thursday at 4 PM, I'm officially done. I have accepted it. I've been presented with a wonderful opportunity to work from home. And this ain't some fly by night, Johnny come lately thing. Uh, I will be working for my best friend, which as you guys know, I work for one of my best friends in between the, uh, First, you know, four or five, six months there in between losing my job after 10 years at Wapaka and then going to work over there at the factory I'm at now. Uh, I worked for one of my best friends building long houses. We did one in Clarksville, Tennessee, not 20 or 30 minutes from where I was last night. We did one down in uh, northeast Alabama, right outside of Scottsboro, which is 45 minutes on the other side of Huntsville. Uh, but now I'm going to work for two of my other best friends who are involved in uh, fiber cable and everything else. And, of course, as you know, the the United States government and uh, President Biden, however you feel about him, don't really give a fuck, none of my business. They're, they're pushing information technology. Information is power. Information has always been power. Information is good. Everybody should have access to information. Fiber fiber's changing the world. There's government contracts rolling in. There's business booming galore with fiber. Three of the guys in the click do fiber cable. Another guy is going around building grain bins and grain silos and union stuff. And then, of course, Jeremy does the uh, the log home construction and log home refinishing and remodeling and everything. His, his business is booming. All these guys uh, make great money. I'm not going to not me, not so much. Uh, it's just more about the upside and what, what's to offer. Um, I've been presented with a tremendous opportunity and, uh, I kept turning it down, turning it down, turning it down. And then finally, uh, two of the guys, uh, counter offered their original first couple offers and they, they don't, they dangled one final, uh, carrot in front of me that just could not be, uh, could not be ignored. And I did a lot of thinking. I opened up my heart to God. I did a lot of praying. And I had to think and I had to think about what was best for me and the children as well. Granted, um, I'm gonna lose insurance on the kids for a while, which I'm required to carry through my divorce. I'm going to get insurance on them. Uh it's a it's a big step to take, but the overall end game gives me a greater availability to be around them more. Uh should I choose, like because I'll be working from home, I could literally keep them overnights when I couldn't before like I keep them overnight every Friday every Friday night they're at my house they stay in overnight every other weekend they stay with me the whole weekend uh I'm originally only supposed to get four hours a night one night midweek we we followed that for about three weeks I could I couldn't stand it it didn't work out I volunteered to give up Fridays and she just she was like sure that's fine uh, but now to the point with this new job, I could literally keep them overnight one night during the week if I wanted to take the other, take the kids to school, keep the little one with me because she'll be occupied during the day. 
I can still play with her while I'm working from home and spend. So, 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 so I've got, I've been presented with a great opportunity and I'm going to take it. And overall, the scheme of things, I'm working from home. You know, I've got the computer, I've got the setup. I can also be bumping out podcast research while I'm doing my job as well. So this year, after everything I've been through in the last three or four years, you know, and I don't want to keep kicking a dead horse, you know, this ain't a ploy for attention. I don't want your attention. I don't want your fucking sympathy or pity. After everything I've been through in the last three or four years, the suicide attempt, the, the home foreclosure, the divorce, the losing the job, everything, I finally took back control of my life this year. Like I've been saying, I've been hashtagging trust fall Jesus all over social media. Things are finally starting to fall in peace. I feel like I finally got control of my life once again. But but this is a big this is a big jump. I'm taking a huge leap of faith. I've never been a big leap of faith guy. Um, I I tell my I've been telling the boys all these last two weeks. You know, I hope you can catch me because this is a lot. I when I say trust fall Jesus and leap of faith, I'm a big fucking boy. It's a whole lot of ass to catch. I mean, look at the size of me. I mean, I used to be one M&M away from holy fucking shit. Now I'm just still like, damn, look at the size. That's still a lot of ass to catch. So I hope they're ready. Because I don't take leap of faith very often. But this is a good opportunity. And everything in my life is starting to align. And I'm ready. I'm nervous as fuck. I'm scared. But once I get rolling on this job, you know, a week from tomorrow... I'll get up probably at 5, 4.35 in the morning like I have ever since I've been in, able to work. And I'll go sit at my kitchen table until 7.30 in the morning when I start my new job. And, um, yeah. So, anyways, guys, that's 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 about all I got now. This is just uh, me doing the laundromat episodes, laundromat files, and... Talking a little bit, a lot to talk about. I was excited about Power Trip last night for the NWA. Me and my son, God, he loved it. He loved it. He was so into it. He's like, Dad, can we do this again? He's like, Dad, I really want... Like, multiple times he'd tell me, Dad, I want to do this again. Dad, can we do this again? Dad, can we... I said, you know what? We can do this as often as you want. I said, probably one a little closer to home, maybe. Uh, but it was good for me to get back down there. I mean, you know, I, I only spent, you know, six to eight weeks down there in Clarksville, Tennessee in October, November of 2019. We started the first day of October or second day of October and we finished up a week before Thanksgiving. Um, but I, I knew that area like the back of my hand. You know, Jeremy drove nine times out of ten unless we got fucked up after we got off work, went to the bar, then I'd drive. But, I mean, I, I knew that area. It, it was so good to see everything again and uh, see some of the sights that we had seen. and but he was so excited. And I, I, got, I got multiple pictures just of, his, just of his face, his reaction. And when he seen how close we were sitting at ringside, like literally we were in the front row. I, I, 60, 70 bucks, two front row tickets. We were up on the guardrail. I mean, I, my foot was touching the timekeeper's table. Like I could have reached out and rung the bell if I wanted to. And just to see when the fight would spill out of the ring and get to the guardrail and it would be right up in his grill... And he'd look at me, and he's like, Dad, this is the coolest thing ever. So, but he's like, can we go again? I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll go some more. Maybe some more a little bit closer to home. Maybe with an hour, hour and a half. Not necessarily a two and a half, three hour drive. Uh, we met a little Thunder Boomers on the way back. So, uh, I had to slow down speed a little bit. It pissed and poured briefly. Outside in between Hopkinsville and Madisonville, it cut loose for a little bit. 
Uh, of course, he was sound asleep, but but yeah. So that's what's new with me. That's what's going on. I feel like I had to say something because you know I'm the guy that's been talking about Taylor versus Serrano. Uh, I just want to give an update on me. I'm bored. Hop on the mic. Get a couple more downloads. Pad the stats a little bit. Seriously, we're really starting to finally now. Uh, it'll be a. It's it's it is officially May first. So it has been. It is a year this month. I don't remember the the exact date. It was somewhere around the second third week of May. But it has been a year now this month that this podcast has been active, and we're finally really starting to rip off downloads. I mean shouldn't say rip off they're ripping off like they're just you know we're picking up downloads galore on a weekly basis we are finally getting feedback i actually have people commenting that know me people messaging the facebook page i actually am starting to get feedback now which makes me feel good and i always tell like kurt and i say we accept constructive criticism we accept shitty criticism if you tell us we suck and we should never fucking do it again, hey man, we got under your skin enough that you reached out at least. That's what we're after. But seriously, if you guys like the podcast, please tell somebody about it. Please like and share the podcast. And can't thank you guys enough for being fans. So uh, I'm Jared Atkins. This was an episode of the Laundromat Files. I don't know what I'm going to call it. We got the Weeknight Chronicles for mini episodes. Our regular episodes are just episode number this. Bonus episodes are bonus episode number this. I don't know what I need to call this. Because this is like the third or fourth time I've done this at the laundromat now. Maybe just the laundromat files. Hell, I don't know. But at any rate, uh, I thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys soon.